Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. Welcome this week's episode of the podcast. Hope y'all having a great week, and I appreciate y'all being here, man. I really do. We have a fucking amazing episode today with an amazing guest. One of my favorite episodes to date. Uh, before I introduce this guest, I just got to say this Saturday, I'm going to be at uh, Red Rocks in Morrison, Colorado for Wakan Rocks. And fuck, man, I'm so excited, man. It's uh, It's my first time playing Red Rocks. It's definitely the hardest I've ever worked on a set, most uh, planning I've gone into on a set. I have tons of special guests and tons of surprises for this set, uh, tons of new music. Uh, I got so many friends and family coming out, and I get to do it all in front of the Wakan family. And Man, I'm already losing sleep over it. I'm so excited, and uh, it's just going to be a special night this Saturday. That show's sold out already, but um, I'm just excited, man. Anybody who's listening that's going there, if you see me cry, bro, just know... Tears of joy, man. I'm, I can't wait for that. And uh, next Friday, I will be in Knoxville, Tennessee on the 27th at the concourse. It's going to be a Halloween show. Got a sick-ass lineup, man. Shanghai Doom, Gardella, Comus, all my favorite people. Just a night of a lot of fun. So if you're in the area, come on out. Come say what's up, and let's have a good-ass time. But my guest this week today is just a fucking talented-ass individual all around and just a super fun guy to sit down and talk with. And before I get too deep in this, I just want to give a shout-out to Jamie Mozier out of my group page and Facebook on Taboo's Booth Box, who really made this whole podcast happen. You know, this person was kind of the middleman, gave us the little reach-around on the uh, meeting up. So, appreciate you for that, Jamie. This one means a lot, because this episode was fucking awesome. You know, this artist has been on the road with one of the biggest dance music acts uh, on the planet for the last couple years, and writing and performing and producing and making art and he's just working with so many amazing artists and he has such a great vibe around him and uh you know this is our first time actually meeting and dude we fucking hit off hit it off had a blast talking to him learned a lot about him got deep and uh but also more importantly just had a lot of fun and god i love episodes like this so hope y'all enjoy it ladies and gentlemen prob cause Hey. Salud. Is that, was that French or Spanish? Spanish? <laughs> my wife's Puerto Rican. The The Spanish infiltrates my lingo a little bit. I wish I had, like, do you know a good bit of Spanish? I know everything that's like, put your fucking dirty clothes away, close the fucking <laughs> curtains, turn the lights off. Where the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that, and that's pretty much the extent. Put that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paca la luz. That's what I always hear. Turn the fucking lights off, man. <laughs> oh, dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah, me and my girl, we've been talking about trying to... Learn some Spanish, dude. Yeah. Like get one one of those apps or something. Try yep. to learn. I've been trying on Duolingo, but it's just, man, I just it's not the same as like being immersed in it, you know? Yeah. That, I mean, that culture is so much fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Definitely. Dancing, music, food, just everything it, about it. It's easily the sexiest language. Absolutely. I think so. Like Fully agree. you could sing a song about like killing somebody, but you just do it softly with a guitar yep. and I'm gonna be wet. I'm gonna be seduced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, man, that's fun. But how you doing today, man? I'm good, dude. I've been out here for a week now in Colorado. We played last Wednesday, like wrapped up the Grizz uh project for the hiatus. And I love it out here. 
lots of homies out here. So I was like, I'm going to kick it for at least two weeks. Yeah. You know, three shows in one day. Three shows in one day. Fuck. How nuts was that? It was crazy. And I, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> Not with that attitude. You yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. It was awesome, but it was like boom, boom, boom. For me, it was just like memorizing a lot of songs. Like we played a lot of throwback songs that we don't normally play on tour. So I was like trying to remember the lyrics to like shit we wrote six years ago. Oh, and yeah. haven't performed ever, really. I'm sure you killed it, dude. I had a guy come out and perform with me with a song that we just wrote, and he didn't know the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think I'd be better off with the older songs totally. than the brand new one. Totally. We do both. We'll, like, write songs the same day and, like, try to kick the verse that night. Oh, shit. fuck, yeah. That's yeah. All, I love that shit. Dude. Yeah. That was fun. Hell, yeah. Yeah, was it, like, during three sets in a day, were they different sets or just— Super different. Um, So yeah. the first one was at Levitt. Uh, outdoor was so fucking pretty. Um, that was, like, a golden hour set. So more in the, like, chill— jazzy hip-hop lane so that was cool and then we did Fillmore which was like straight DJ set I only did a couple songs for that in the round Grant had like six CDJs or eight CDJs four on each side because four isn't enough yeah like bro (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like going back and forth and then last one was at Mission that was like kind of like our normal set Mm. just like throw everything at him yeah, I've like seen y'all hitter. so much this year. Yeah, good. I have, like, because we've all been like on the same festivals and yeah, shit. Yeah, Ocon, um, uh, Lost Lands, Gorge. I think we both Not Lost, did. Uh, yeah, Lost Lands, Bass Canyon. Yeah, yep. Um, where else did I fucking see y'all? I saw did y'all we, somewhere else. Yeah, dude, we do. Um, did y'all do Heat Wave or one of those ones? On nah, I could coast? be only those three, and I might just be like trying to flex in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it was good to, like, run into you a couple times. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, I know, um, you know, I met you, like, a year ago briefly in a green room. Yeah. And as soon as we walked out, me and my girl was like, I said, holy shit, I think that was prop cop. Yeah. <laughs> was I, like, all suited up for Halloween for no, that shit? I don't think yet. yet. Okay, cool. I don't think yet. Yeah. But he was just like, what's up, Colin? I was like, Mitch. And then as soon as I walked out, I was like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. But yeah, dude, wrapping up, you know, I don't want to stay too long on the Grizz Project. For sure. you do so much. Yeah, yeah. God, you got your hands in so many different things, dude. Thank it's you. fucking awesome Thank to see, you. dude. You just seem like you have, like, that that driving, like, it factor. Where I'm like, like you, bro. I, I'm interested in so many different things, yeah. you know? So. Where he's just like, right, I'm trying to make some cool shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, uh, what is, how, how do you feel right now, now that that's, that's over? Because, I mean, you've been on the road with him for fucking Five, while. Five, six years, yeah. yeah. Um, It's a cool new chapter for me, because, like, I've always had a solo career, but I kind of, I wouldn't say I put it to the side, but I just, like, changed trajectories to do the thing with, with Grizz. Um, so it's cool for me, because I get to kind of, like, step back into my own lane, Really excited about like solo music that I'm working on. I have this project with Krishira called The Vibe Line. Krishira is our, our singer with Grizz. She's dope, dude. She's really powerful. Dope. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah super soulful. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have like a live band project that's going to be a little extension off what we grew out of the Grizz project. Um, so I'm just excited for like those phases to kind of do it on my own. And then, you know, we'll all come back together in a handful of years and do it again together. So. But I'm, I'm, it's bittersweet. Like, that shit was so much fun. I feel like I grew a shitload. Just learning how to perform on, like, huge stages. Do it with Grant, who, like, holds everyone to a very high standard. Um, so I feel like I'm, like, ready to kind of jump on this solo project journey. Mm. Yeah. I feel like you're a type of guy that, like, whenever Grant sends you a song, you send a verse back in, like, two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just get that vibe from you. Big time. You're like, here you go. Big time. Or like, he'll be like, I got this idea. And like, you're in there with him and you're like, dude, I already got it right here. Yep. And the song's done. When it happens like that, it's always the best version of the song. Yeah. 
when it's like we're trying to force it for days, it's usually like that one falls to the side. Oh, dude, you know you're just I mean? listening to like 45 seconds on loop. Yep. God, and you took, can't even like hear it anymore. Oh, dude, it took me two days to make a fucking remix the other day, and I'm just listening to fucking 45 seconds. Yep. Of It's Lint Biscuit just rolling, rolling, yeah. rolling. <laughs> After a while, just sounded like Austin Powers. Molly, molly, molly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. You gotta like step away at that point. I feel oh like, no, nah, dude, I, I fucking I should I should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In hindsight, I should have. Yep, <laughs> I'd have been a lot happier in those days. Yeah, big time. <laughs> no, nah, man. I mean, I mean, five or six years going strong. I mean, yeah, that was my next question. Is just like you know what that do to your solo project? But you said you put it on hold, and I'm sure now it's just elevated it to a whole nother level. Yeah, I feel like it gave me time to develop my own sound, which I I grew out of the Grizz world. But, like, even before before I was working with Grizz, I was working with, like, Grammatic, um, with, like, Manic Focus, with all those artists in that same world. So I already had, like, a bit of a sound developing from that. And then it was just, like, I felt like I was spending so much time writing with the Grizz project. I didn't have capacity to, like, write my own songs on the side of that. I just want to, like, put it all into that. Um, and so now I feel like, man, I have so many ideas. I have so many different songs I want to write. And... I also am excited to like conceptualize a full length album that's like completely me and not trying to like sometimes when I'm rapping with Grizz, I'm trying to like speak through his voice as well. Like I want to be like the vocal representation of some of the things he's going through. It's all peace and love, dude. Yo, when totally. He, I'm trying he, to rap about fucking getting fucked up and like gangster <laughs> shit, dude. You're, you're, you're a Chicago boy. Like I got it on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back to my roots. No. <laughs> That's fucking fun though. Yeah, dude. yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, getting it. I mean, and you said you have a whole live band getting going. Yeah, yeah. Um, still very in the early stages of it. Um, so we're still like formulating who that will all be, but it's coming together. Like Krishira's in New Orleans. Um, the late night horns is what we call our horn section in the Grizz project. They're going to be part of this too. From New Orleans as well. Uh, the trombone player is from New Orleans. The uh, trumpet player is from New York. So between them, they have like a really great foundation of musicians in their circle. So I'm kind of like letting them handle putting together the full fledged version of what that's going to be. Oh yeah. Um, There's but like 2024, we're going to play a shitload of shows. We have an agent. We're like going to, do it, <laughs> you know, play summer festivals, try to do a bunch of solo shows. Denver for sure will be our first stop and put out tunes together. We have four songs right now that we've done together. Um, so put those out as a little collection of music. That's a little bit different from my own solo stuff. Yeah. I was about to say on top of that band stuff, like you're still going to be heavy on the solo stuff or is yeah. like the focus on the band? I think it's going to be both. Like the, the band stuff is more in the like 90s golden era hip hop world oh, with some bro. soul inspiration. Some like eight ball and MJG. Totally, dude. totally. Oh, that's like my on top of the world, eight ball and MJG. Yo. 95. That's the year my language. Uh, that is my favorite hip hop album of all time. Yeah. I like I like grew up on a lot of most deaf. So like Black Star, Talib Kweli, Most Deaf. Shit like that, common. A lot of like Chicago underground shit too. Yeah, it's like none of the shit I could relate to, but I fucking it made me feel a type of way. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm not from that in the same <laughs> way, but it just connected to me because it's like that's the city, that's my city, you know. Yeah, that eight ball and MJG is like that dirty South dirty vibe. South you know what shit. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the solo stuff will be more in the same lane. Like it'll be more electronic, heavy, more dubstep. Oh, uh, so you still stand in that lane? Hell yeah. And I produce too. Like I make beats, so like I'm gonna try to lean more into my producer self a bit more in this time too. Because like we were talking before this, but like Grizz, some of these other EDM producers are so fucking good on Ableton. It's like intimidating. Where I'm like, man, I'm gonna like try to fuck with you on the producer side, but like I'm gonna stick to my raps a little bit more mm -hmm. when I'm working with someone like that. You know? 
Yeah, on me, it depends on the day. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Dude, it's the worst whenever you have somebody in the studio ready to work and you, you just can't do nothing. Yeah. But then you have that day and you're just flexing. Yep. Yeah, like, hey, I got let, take a set seat back, dude. I got this yep. right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just trade it off. You yeah. know, you drive for a bit, I'll drive for a bit. Yeah, yeah. That's always fun, dude. How long you been producing for? Probably like eight years, seven, eight years. Mostly, I was starting into like just making hip hop beats. Um, but now I'm trying to like lean a little bit more into electronic production. Mm. Yeah, but I love Ableton. It's like the best fucking video game in the world. It is, dude. It's you also know? like your best friend. Yeah. It's also like, it, sometimes it can be like that ex-wife. And your worst enemy. Yeah. <laughs> it can be like your ex-wife sometimes. Yeah. You yeah. know, where she's hitting you up for child support. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I just got the new version. Now I got to get the new, new version? What yeah, the fuck? She's spying on you while you're out. Dude. Yeah, yeah. You're out having fun. You're just thinking about it, dude. Yeah. Is she watching? Yo. <laughs> There's a bit right there. <laughs> How Ableton is like an ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to take the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and your social life. Yeah. I was about to say, dude, get into the dance music production. Yeah, buy the social life. What? Yeah, buy the social life. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah, it's true. Although, like, I don't know about you, but I feel like my social life has become like this scene of music to a certain degree. Yeah. So if I'm going out, I'm like just hanging out at a show or something like that. Yeah. I haven't been going out as much, dude. Like I know when I first moved out here, I was going out like three shows a week, just all the time. And then I don't know, at some point it just kind of got hard to do. Do you feel like it's cause you're like coming back from doing shows and the last place you want to be is at a show? There's that. But also I felt like after my tour, like I got a lot more noticeable. And yeah. So, and so like, yeah. it was like, I, now if I have to go out, I have to wear a disguise. Yo. Because they see this mullet. Yeah. It's a dead giveaway. I mean, it's kind of a cool thing, though. You have, like, a very, like, specific look. Yeah. Like, I feel like people meet me and they're like, uh, like, they realize that they met me, like, later. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> me walking out of y'all's green room. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of got the mullet. I just got it up in a ponytail. Oh, dude, let that slut yeah. cut hey, out, come boy. On, come, on. come on. There we go, here. bro. Yeah, we That's more, hair. you more Joe Durton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm Danny McBride, You're dude. Danny McBride. And <laughs> yeah, dude. I thought about getting a perm, dude. It'd be fun. Fuck yeah. Don't they smell bad? My shit doesn't curl, like, out here in Denver. Like, my shit is straight as fuck. You got the curls. Dude, so, like, I went down... I went back to Mississippi a couple weeks ago, and it's the first time I've been back in since Christmas. And I guess the humidity, yeah, fucked my hair. Your I shit had like got an inch and a half shorter, dude. Curled no, up. Oh, puffed. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about frizz. I'm, it came out <laughs> to here, dog. dude. It, my mom was like, "Dog, you look like shit." <laughs> she Damn. didn't say it like that. She's a nice woman. <laughs> I would say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah dude fucking i like it thanks man i like it i'm gonna cut a couple inches off this week actually but you know i'm gonna keep it flowing i'm almost at the point like i i was like i might give it a couple more weeks with this length it yeah. might be getting too long for comfort below shoulders is a little too long for me personally it's fucking me up in bed yeah yeah you know totally I'm, you gotta like put it up behind your neck oh my god yeah, yeah. i have to put a ponytail on when i'm on the basketball court yeah yeah yeah, yeah. me too do you wear a shower cap when you shower no. Yeah, me neither. But like, <laughs> when it gets wet, it stays wet for so long that I'm just like, "Fuck, dude." Oh, that's me fuck? when I get on Ableton, dude. Yeah, you know, going back to that ex-wife. Yeah, I shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> nice little callback. Whatever. Yes, love it. Yeah, love it. Hell yeah, man. So, you know, I, like I said, I didn't want to stay too much on the grist stuff, but I just wanted to. There's one question that came to my mind. Yeah. What's your favorite memory mm. from your tenor on the Grizz project? Yeah. Wow. Okay. This one time, I can't remember the festival 
Secret Dreams maybe was the festival. Is that in New York? I don't know what the festival was. Kyle, can you look that up? Yeah. We uh, were playing this festival, and we were staying out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and we are like, lost in the woods looking for, like, the Airbnb that we were staying at. And, like, we're like, this is some fucking Halloween-ass shit. Like, we... We drove through this like abandoned camp, like where like like a children's yeah, camp. You, you got it right. Was that right? Yeah. Okay, fuck yeah. Um, so we ended up staying at the spot that like felt like this haunted castle that we referred to as like witch's castle. We pull up to the spot, and the like hostess who I guess is staying at the Airbnb with us, she's like dressed like a fucking witch. Like she has like this big like. Cape and it's Halloween. On. This isn't it's, just a normal day. It isn't Halloween. It oh, just this, felt like it. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, but she like witched out. She was just that was like her normal attire for like a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like that's just what she wears. And she like had this kind of like cackle that was witch like. She was like, ah, "Come on in!" We're like what the fuck? <laughs> My oven's hot. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. first thing she shows us is this hot tub in the back. No. And she's like, "It's boiling hot." And we're like, "Oh fuck!" It's like a cauldron. She's gonna cook us. <laughs> But we had like an amazing time there and we had this running joke that we were in like witch's castle and everything this woman said was just like so witch like we were like man we might not make it out of this one but she called y'all my pretties. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. It was all dude, if of she would have did that, that would have been the that would have been the final straw. Yeah, like we're fucking out of yeah, here. Yeah, we're out dog. this bitch, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's really fun. I mean, there's like venues, Red Rocks being one of them. We did like a full live band with Grizz at Red Rocks. Like That's one thing I, I'm upset I never got to see it was the live. Band. Yeah, it was really cool. So being part of that, a lot of the musicians there have gone on to do a lot of cool shit, working with other musicians. Um, the bass player, Stu Brooks, plays for, like, Dominique Fike. So I would, like, meet all these musicians from that and then go see them do their other thing in life. So it was cool because I, like, made a lot of friends, played this crazy show with fucking 20 musicians playing these Grizz songs live. So, like, that's definitely high up there just as, like, bucket list shit I got to do, you know? We did that, and we did it at Electric Forest, too. Both those were really special shows. Yeah. yeah. Dude, whenever it's, like, a bunch of musicians up there and you're not just walking away so we can DJ, what, are you just shimmying up there while you're totally. chilling out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, fuck, man, what do I do now? Yeah. Are you a musician? <laughs> I am. I actually play drums, too. I might jump on your kit for, okay, like, five bet. minutes. Let's do it, yeah, dude. I ain't scared of nothing. sloppy as fuck. But Same, dude. Yeah. We were talking about it in the backyard, dude. When Cofresi came over, he just fucking... Demolish those. Things. Oh my god, it was it was so embarrassing, dude. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend's looking at me like, yeah, dude. See this dude? Yeah, she's like, you think you're good? Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. like, is is he single? He's crazy good, man. He's so good, bro. He's crazy good. But yeah, I grew up playing drums, probably from like eight to fourteen, something like that. Played in some shitty rock bands, and then I was like, man. The drummer don't get enough attention, dude. I, I need to be in the forefront. But I can't really sing. But I love rapping. I love poetry. I love hip-hop. So I just kind of like... That's why I, I rap very like rhythmically. I think I rap like a drummer. Oh, you got a, a great flow. Thank you. You got a like, very unique and... Um, like you can you can tell even if it's like not your voice like even if they pitched it down I can sure. say that's prop cause yeah yeah that's because you, your flow thank you man yeah it is it is rhythmic yeah very rhythmic yeah. and I think that came from growing up as a drummer and like I, I rap very like syncopated and play with like triplets and cool you know cool little syncopations and whatnot mm -hmm. um, mixed in with the wordplay and it's cool because like our scene is not necessarily like or the EDM scene is not like the most into hip hop. But I feel like I've found this cool little niche where people who might not like be big hip hop fans can appreciate lyricism. 
within the confines of like a dubstep beat. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's a cool lane for me. I used to think the dance music scene wasn't big on hip hop. Do you think that's wrong? Do you I th- think they I th- are? I think it's in a weird way turned in, like it's going there. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and love I and that. I see it. You know, like um like I know like whenever I'm playing down south, like I'll throw some boosie in that bitch. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's gonna go off. Hell yeah. But there's times I'll go like in Canada and I'll throw it in and they're like still turning up where they didn't do that prior. Yeah. And I'm like seeing it come to life a little bit. Definitely. Um, like I've been listening to a lot of Tate B shit. That's a great example, and dude. I feel like he's like crushing it with hip hop stuff. He's you know? he's super hot right now. Yeah. And yeah, he I mean it's like a bunch of like Juicy J. Juicy J versus. Yeah. Same with like Daily Bread. I feel like he throws a lot of like Juicy J or like three six stuff into his yeah. his beats and like me, me and Jansen throw a bunch of David Banner up in that bitch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love Jansen shit too. Oh dude, he's yeah. a dog, bro. He pisses me off. Yeah, he's a beast. He's one of those. He's yeah. one of those super producers who makes you just be like, fucking this motherfucker. Yeah, he'll send it to you. I'll be like, hey, let's get together. Let's get together. And then it's like the day before the show. Oh, shit, Mitch, we should get together. I'm like, yeah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. And then we'll knock it out. Yep. But yeah, he is one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you're, uh, you were saying you played in a bunch of shitty bands, rock bands growing up. Those are the best times. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Like actual garage bands. Like we were in the garage, like rehearsing. Yeah. We were in, I was in a band called Air Pop. <laughs> They were, we were so bad. Just so bad. That's a terrible name, it's too. It's a terrible name. Yeah. It was like, that was my first, it was like a fifth grade band, I think. Or a sixth grade band. Dude, we were like, this name's fucking awesome, dude. We're no. going to fucking crush it. No, dude. We That's a terrible name. <laughs> Listen, none of the bands that I was in had good names either. Yeah. They, they, they can't. Would... <laughs> they can't have good names. They're not supposed to. First band I was ever in was called Slashback. Yes. I was thinking Switchback would be a sick name. Oh, dude, I thought of a good, like, emo punk band yeah. name would be, like, Not Enough. Yeah. K-N-O-T. Not, not Enough. enough. Like, like that. It's, E-N-U-F-F. Yeah. Yeah, Love Not Enough. I thought that was a good band name. Yeah, yeah, Not Enough. If, if, it's, That's if anybody, too good for a shitty uh, elementary school Exactly. Band. If anybody's listening to this podcast and you have a fucking good group of musicians and you're thinking of a good band name and yeah. your songs are very emo... Yeah. It has to be emo. This is for you. It can't be, you can't be called not enough and you're doing like fucking tro- <laughs> hardcore tro- tropical music. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> oh my God. I could see a gospel band be called God Enough. Not a, God Enough. Oh, God yeah. Enough. God Enough. God, I fucked that up, but like now that we say it. It works. God what? Enough. <laughs> what? What was the, uh, what was the South Park? You ever seen that South Park episode where they like have the, it's like a Christian band, but he like takes all the God references and makes it like baby. Oh my God, that's an amazing <laughs> episode. Yeah. I remember the finger bang. Uh, oh, like, Jennifer Lopez one. <laughs> finger bang, bang you into my life. Oh no, yeah, yeah. it's where they're like in sync or back street. They're doing like a boy band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that Christian band that it's South like Park did? Us Christian plus one, Rock Hard. Or uh, that's the name of the episode. Uh, Christian Rock Hard is uh, oh Faith Plus One. Faith Plus One. Oh my God! They're like on the beach. He's like, look in other directions. You gotta look sad. And they're like, fucking looking off into the distance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, that's actually a great name for a Christian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're fucking genius, dude. I don't know how they keep doing it. For real. Did they open up Casa Bonita? Casa Bonita. Yeah, you remember the South Park episode, Casa Bonita? I don't know if I know that one. Oh, gotcha. It's in a couple episodes. It's in a, it's in a couple episodes. I thought it was Make Believe until I moved out here and Trey Parker and Matt Stone had bought it. Oh, and it shit. just reopened. And there's like a Kyle. Can you look up how long the waiting list is still for Casa Bonita? So wait, it's a venue or it's a restaurant? It's or? a restaurant, it, dude. It's like an experience. So it's Whoa. like it's like a it's a restaurant. 
they have like a bunch of games. There's like uh like uh, acrobatic dancers and performers and Sick. there's like arcades and I could be completely wrong on some of these things, but that's what I've been told. Is it South Park themed or they just own it? No, now they bought it and they fucking like brought in cause they, cause they said that Casa Bonita was never known for the food. Right. The food was always bad, but the experience was great. Sure. So they brought in like Michelin star chefs and made it proper and made it dope yeah. and like put a bunch of money into it. They said they'll never make their money back. Crazy. Yeah. 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 It does it's not for the money. Yeah. Yeah. But they got like I think they got like nine hundred million dollars their last contract to keep doing South Park. Crazy. Yeah, they don't have a calendar. So you have to submit your email address and then that's uh they'll start the sign in and then they'll send you some dates. You get invited. Oh my god. <laughs> Invite only, dude. Wow, that's yeah, but the, I imagine the waiting list is huge because they did have one on here at one point. I'm about uh, to join that fucking waiting list. I yeah, want to. I'm trying to go. Kyle, see if you can get us in. Sign us up, baby. See if you can get us in this before Prop Cause goes back yeah. to Chicago. I got you. We'll all go to, we'll all go to Casa Bonita and yes. experience that shit together, dude. Oh, I'm about it. Yeah, that's fun, dude. <laughs> but yeah, man, those shitty, those shitty garage bands. Like, I, I think about it all the time. Like, I remember I was, I was, me and my buddy were talking about time travel. And mm -hmm. I was like, if I could go back in time, I would. I'd start producing earlier. Yeah. And he's like, would you really? Yeah. And then I thought about like all the band stuff. Yep. And like all the lessons and good times, lessons I learned and good times I had. I was sure. like, actually, no. It all leads to the thing that you're on now, yeah. right? It's like, it all is just adding to the path that we're on, not to get too fucking deep into it. But no, I do believe that. I also think about that all the time in terms of learning some new shit. Cause I remember when I started producing, I was like, this is such a fucking headache. I feel like I'm wasting my fucking time. But I was like, but in like five years, I'm going to be like, I'm so glad five years ago I started learning how to use Ableton. Kind of think about that with language now. I'm like, if I just fucking download Duolingo right now, commit to that shit in five years, I'm going to be really stoked I did it. Mm -hmm. You know, so like trying to think about shit that way. But it's tough because we got so much going on. Can't do everything. No. I had somebody come up to me. Uh, it was like right when I first started doing stand up. They were like, "Your jokes suck." Yeah, I mean, and I like, was like, "Give me some time." Yeah, I'm gonna get good at this. You have to suck. You have to. You have to suck. Especially stand up comedy is like that's very scary to me. And I want to like I, I know it's we're interviewing me, but I have so many questions about it's that. It's a podcast, dude. We're yeah, have yeah. fun with it. Um, but I always think about stand up comedy because like I have a beat behind me. So like if I fuck up, like there's still something happening. And I can, like, freestyle and, like, riff or whatever, which I guess as you get better at stand-up comedy, you do that. Mm -hmm. But, like, in stand-up comedy, it's just you, and everyone's just fucking staring at you, and they're like, make me laugh. That's the fun – <laughs> I think that's what I love so much about it, right? Yeah. Like, even if I'm DJing and I fuck up a transition or, like, I hit fucking play on a song that is actually playing, I thought it was a different one. Right. And the song fucks up. I just grab the mic – Oops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's chill, dude. People like that, yeah, though. They're People like, like that. Yeah, like they're like, hey, I fucked this up. Yeah. I remember one time I grabbed the mic. I was like, you ever worked your entire life for something, gave it your all, and then on the day that you have to perform and show out, you completely drop the ball. Bam. Yeah. I mean, I've done that so many times. <laughs> and I'm like on the mic, like, I fucking hate myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. all like, woo! We love it. We love <laughs> that you hate yourself. Fuck yeah. <laughs> have you ever fallen on stage? Yeah, dude. I fell in front of the Glitch Mob. Like, I'm a massive Glitch Mob fan. I met him a couple of years ago, and I fucking slipped and fell. And yeah. then on, like, and then fell even more. Yeah. There's, like, <laughs> stairs. And they're looking at me like, oh, my God. And I was like, that was funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> I walked back to the stage. I'm like, God damn it, that hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, I've fallen. Give me your sure. best fallen story, dude. 
Fuck. My best falling story. My best falling story actually is really funny because I was um, with my girlfriend at the time. Now she's my wife. First time she's like come on the road with me for a show. I was in Seattle, Washington on a different tour. I was touring on like a hip hop tour with this dude, Greaves. The Floozies were in town. Love the Floozies. They were like, yo, Prab, I heard you're in town. You want to come through, do our song? I was like, hell yeah. Went, got up on stage. They have like a mic with a cord on it. At that point in time, I was very accustomed to being on a cordless mic, doing that every fucking night. But I was like, you know, rocking with, they didn't usually have vocals up there. So I have this fucking corded mic and I'm like running back and forth on stage and I just like fucking lassoed my ankle and just ate shit in front of everybody. Probably like, I don't know, it wasn't crazy, but it was like 800 people probably. Yeah. But I like really fucking took the spill. Ooh. As I was like running off stage like, love y'all people. <laughs> and there's no playing it off because you're walking off. You're walking off and it's like you don't want to like say more. Oh no, you're done. You know? You got to end on that note. But I said more. <laughs> no, no. I was like, yo, you know, rappers are supposed to be like cool and swaggy and performers are supposed to like, you know, have some, some, some style on this stage and I just ate shit in front of y'all and I just want it to be an example that you fall, you get back up. We're all fucking humans. And people are like, eh, all right, yeah, good like, try, sure, dude. dude. <laughs> Get off the stage, loser. Fucking <laughs> like dork. Go ice your knee, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. You know you know Hershey? Yeah, yeah. yeah I she, just met Hershey. Yeah, yeah, she lives out of Chicago, dude. Yeah, yeah. Fucking super talented yeah. person. Oh, my God. She's yeah. so good. Beatboxer, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But she raps, too. Okay, cool. And uh, we just did a track together. And yeah. um, literally, like, we finished, like, the day before summer camp. And she came to perform it. Yeah. And as she's performing, she fell Oof. on stage. It was the cleanest recovery I'd ever seen because she fell forward and then she just got straight into a twerk. Yeah. And then just started throwing ass. And, I, and there's a video online of it. And I was like, that's fucking, yeah. that's a professional right totally. there. <laughs> that's like good promo for the song, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a viral ass moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. Literally. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. But yeah, you were saying like, you know, with music, you have that thing to fall back on. Comedy, yeah. you don't. If you fuck up a joke, you lose the crowd. You'll just eat shit. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking, uh, I went to my best friend's wedding this past weekend. I was his best man and I was giving a speech. Yeah. The His now wife, Mormon family. Uh-huh. And I'm doing a speech and I got a lot of zingers in there. Mormon zingers? No, I will. <laughs> or that's like you don't touch it. <laughs> I did, dude. Yeah, I was like, you know, marriage, marriage is a marathon. So like the Mormons like to do, soak it in. <laughs> Love it, because you know the the soaking thing with Mormonism. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I did. I, I got you. I was just bombing in front. Of, yeah, <laughs> just bombing in front of a bunch of Mormons. <laughs> they're like, boo. <laughs> they're, they're just. My buddy thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, like, so you do a lot of open mics to get the like chops up. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Go out there and test new shit out. Mm -hmm. That's what I always hear those stories of like, like the, the great comedians still go back to like the comedy store and they just like test out new shit. That's, that's how you do it. dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I ha you know, it's like that's open mics suck. Yeah. Because literally it's a bunch of people who are doing comedy going there to make sure those jokes don't suck. Yeah. And, and half the time they do. Yeah. Yeah. But you won't know that they suck unless you like find out they saw in front of everyone yeah <laughs> you ever had that with the song you're like oh dude this is gonna be it right here. i feel like it doesn't happen the same way with music because at least there's still like people could groove and then the next one comes on and they'll probably like that one you yeah. know what i mean if they're there to see you so it's like there's less of a risk in trying new tunes you know dude at least, least that's how i feel are we saying music safe dude music is safer than comedy <laughs> <laughs> for sure it is i mean 
we could run like a tally on how many canceled musicians there are compared to like canceled comedians. And I guarantee comedians are just like running with it. I can attest to that, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dude. I mean, speaking of like, you know, cause that's like my hobby. You're super into art. Yes. Yes. I paint, draw. Um, I'm trying to get more into like sculpture stuff. You're just dope. Thank you. I didn't see it on your Instagram. Then I got on Twitter and I was like one of the first things I saw. And I was like, that's fucking, that's good. I feel like, The weird thing that I'm struggling with in terms of, like, putting my art into the world is that, like, I feel like social media, like, you got to be very specific sometimes. And I feel like when I post art, people are like, what is, did you make that? Like, they don't get it, which is not a reason to not put shit up. But I do feel like I confuse people sometimes with, like, my artistic side of things. Um, Twitter is more, which is odd because it's, like, you post pictures on Instagram and you post words on Twitter. Yeah. But I feel like my Twitter art community is a lot larger than my Instagram art community. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's always been a huge part of my life. I uh, I do like portraits of people. I don't know if you saw the Lucy's. That's like my main project right now, which no. are well, they're left-handed quick. drawings of people. I'll make one for you. Okay. Um, I started doing them on tour like years ago. And they're and called Lucy's? Lucy's. Because I was like drawing shit with my right hand. It was like really tight and like, I'm pretty like good technically and it was like getting kind of I couldn't get out of my own way kind of same thing with like producers who are really good at doing like one thing they keep doing the one thing so I was like let me start like drawing with my left hand and see what happens started doing these like portraits of people with my left hand and they were really cool and abstract and weird and loose um and so that's been like this ongoing project I've been doing is I just like draw all my friends and homies and some celebrities I like and shit like that and put them out into the world and um, a lot of people hit me up to like do their portraits and shit like that. And you're doing pretty, you're drawing and painting pretty often, huh? You know, it's been less the last couple of years, but right before that, I was just like going really hard with that. Especially during the pandemic, I had a lot more time mm-hmm. off the road and at home and in my studio. So I was painting a lot more then. Yeah. Now I do a lot more digital drawing just cause I can have the iPad anywhere and I just draw on that thing. It's like, I don't have to fucking set up and break down and shit like that. But, um, in the next coming years, I'd like to come back to making more physical paintings with paint because that's like such a meditative thing for me i just like love doing it see dude i'm left-handed right oh you're already so i'm gonna go into lucy's dude so i have the handwriting of a second grader okay do you hold the pen like that um are you one of those i don't know how i hold it dude kind of dumb you hold it like that i guess (laughs) it it (laughs) don't make sense and then not only that i have my palm on the table when you're not supposed to right yeah yeah you keep it all i mean i don't know dude there's no fucking right way like i always tell people that who are like i have no artistic talent and i'm like some of my favorite art is the shit that it it's not coming from a place of like technical skill it's coming from like emotion same thing with music again same thing with like like, my favorite rappers are not necessarily, like, the most technically sound rappers. Yeah. They have, like, weird lisps or, like, or they're wearing a grill in their mouth, so it's harder to hear what they're saying, but it, like, gives it this different texture. It's not too, like, finished and fine and neat, you know? Does gr- do girls give you a lisp? I've never had a grill on. Um, No, I was saying those as two separate things. Like, oh, gotcha. Motherfuckers you. with a lisp. But when people are wearing a grill, they're just like, you know, like, <laughs> it's like wearing, like, you ever wear a mouth guard or anything like that? Yeah, dude, I did karate for a long time. It's like rapping with a fucking mouth guard. In. Oh, I could rap and do karate. Yeah, yeah. I'd or that. The, I'd, I'd ki- roundhouse kick you. Hell yeah. And fucking you got chops, baby. Lay down a verse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fun, man. Yeah, dude, I'd hit it with left hand. Like I said, I fucking. I have no artistic. That's why you should draw, because it'd probably be fucking cool. The thing, dude, my thing is, I feel like, what is it, McGlovin on? Oh, he's got something up for us. Is this it here? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are the Lucy's. That's an MJ Lucy. Like, I feel like I'm McLovin on Superbad, mm-hmm. where it's like all I draw is dicks. I don't think that was him. I think that was Jonah, not Jonah Hill. Uh, it was uh, it was Jonah Hill, right? Or it was... um. Yeah, it was it was Jonah Hill, the, yeah. the one with the dick drawing. That's addiction. what I do. I draw a bunch of dicks. Yeah. And they're not <laughs> even good dicks. Artistic dicks. No, they're like abstract dicks, <laughs> <laughs> unrealistic cocks. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. A dick diddle. Yeah, a dick diddle. Oh uh, yeah. A doodle dick. A dickle. Doodle dick. Yeah. Doodle dick. That's a good. That's a good band name. Doodle dick. Doodle dick. That's nice. a good shitty band name and a good good band name. Doodle like, doodle dick is a fucking like ska band. Yeah. 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 Doodle dicks. <laughs> These are great, dude. Thanks, man. You got the Sixers on there. Oh yeah, I got an Allen Iverson version. Oh, that's dope. Childhood fave. That's bro. And these are all left-handed. All left-handed. Jesus. Yeah. I want to say I couldn't do this, but I don't like that attitude. I don't like that attitude either. I yeah. think you totally could. I think I totally could. I think you should just like I encourage everyone to make visual art because I think it's mad therapeutic and fun. And well, now we have AI that can do it for us. That's real and crazy and scary. It's nuts, dude. My VJ's been making like a lot of, a lot of my visuals. These are fucking yeah, yeah. fantastic. Thank you, man. These are fantastic. Yeah, I'll yeah, make if, you one. It'll be awesome. If anybody wants to see what Mitch is looking at, uh, you can just go to probcause.com and then check out the Lucy Lucy's custom portraits. Let's go. Thank you, Kyle. Damn, plug Good in. plug, dude. That's yeah. amazing. Hell yeah. You fucking, you selling the shit out of these or what? Uh, Yeah. Good. They sell. People like them. I like them, dude. Yeah. I like the Blues Brothers one, and then to to, to the like the fact that you did it with your left hand. Yeah, it became like I sometimes I'm like hesitant to tell people that because it's like maybe too novelty ish, but it's cool, I don't even know what like, that means. Like people are like, "Oh, cool!" Like that's your like weird thing. Like it's like playing like the recorder or like <laughs> I don't know, like a weird talent or something like that. And it's like I like them to just be seen as the pieces of art. Like. Are they cool if you didn't know I did them with my left hand? Yes. You know what I mean? And they like, still are. Yeah, they're still yeah. very impressive, but they're even more impressive. Knowing that. Knowing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like someone who's talented on the recorder. When's the last time you saw someone <laughs> fucking shredding the recorder? Dude, I it's just <laughs> fresh on my head because for some reason our front of house guy, Grady, was like gifted a recorder like during these last three shows. So motherfuckers are just playing the recorder in the green room like all weekend. And the horn players are like naturally kind of fucking good at playing the recorder. And they're like hitting licks on that shit. And I'm like, damn, bro. That's tight. I can't remember the last time I've seen it just a recorder out in the wild. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, We all signed it for him. I wrote skin flute on it. (laughs) And everyone else signed their name. But. That's yeah. the only type of flute I know how to play. Yeah. <laughs> dude, uh, so are you doing your own artwork and shit? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that's, uh, God, that's something I wish I had, bro. Yeah, that's a nice thing to it's, be able to have in your bag. It is the hard. Everyone asked me, like, like with the last record, like, what was the hardest part of Blue Collar Bass? The art, art. The every song I've ever made, the yeah. hardest part is the art. Yeah, really. Yeah, I feel it. Um, Sometimes it's like. I don't want to do the art because I feel like I'm too inside of the song. I'm like, I kind of want someone else to just like take their, listen to the song and draw what they hear from it. But I end up doing a lot of it myself just because it's convenient. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, the vibe, you know how yeah. it's supposed to look and like the whole feeling of it. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I feel like it's somewhat expected for the people who like, know I do the art. They're like, why'd you have somebody else do your fucking art for you? Yeah. That's weird. You know? Yeah. So you being big, like, you know, fucking, like I said earlier, Fucking talented ass. Thank you. Hip hop 
rapper or vocalist, whatever you want to call it, dude. Yeah. You know, I was going through your discography for this, and it, dude, it just seems like you fucking work with everybody. Yeah. You I really do. fucking had some really cool collabs. Like, I hit you up to come on the podcast. You're like, we should do a track, too. And I was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah, we should. And I would really love to. <laughs> I would love to yeah. as well. Yeah. I have some things to show you as soon as this is over. We're calling see. it dick doodles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down, dude. <laughs> Whether those words are in the song or not, that's I don't give a name. fuck, dude. Yeah, I'll have song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have some nasty song titles, and they have nothing to do with the song. Yeah, yeah. But that's fun. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. But yeah, dude, like, with you just having, you know, working with so many people and you know, like, uh, you know, I saw like a whole record that you just put out not too long ago, and it was like you and like two other people. I yeah. forget the name of the record. I'm, um, I'm fumbling on not it. Not the Manic Focus one. No, it wasn't Manic Focus. What else did I put out? I don't even know, man. It was I'm an sure. album, wasn't it? I'm trying to think of the last. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, the Junkyard Samurai album. Yeah, yeah. see, you're so fucking busy. Yeah. You don't even know what just came out, <laughs> Yo, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's like a side project I have with these two rappers, the Palmer Squares, which I don't know. You probably really like their shit, actually. Okay. I'll they're really, they're very lyrical. It's like very, like, rapidy rap, like, hella words just fucking shoved into a 16 bar verse, you know? But, like, really clever wordplay, fun shit. It's all very, like, funny. It is kind of like a little bit comedy rap i would say because it like fun. leans on that side you know um but we have this little project called junkyard samurai which is me and the palmer squares i do all the production for that shit so it's cool because i get to get my like hip-hop beats off and it like fulfills my like because when i'm rapping on grizz tracks or like some edm shit it's like i try to keep like it pretty concise you know like i try to keep the bars like pretty short eight bar verses with that i'm like I'll rap for fucking two minutes straight, you know, and just be spitting <laughs> at least a minute. You, at least you know to keep it short, dude. I'll, yeah, I, yeah. So a lot of times I get verses back from rappers for songs, and they send me three songs. You're like, why is this an odd number of bars, yeah. dog? <laughs> like, why is this 37 bars? I just, like, I just need a pre-drop, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Dude, yeah, how many fucking side projects can you have, Colin? God. God. Damn, I don't know, man. Now I'm, I'm focused. I'm putting the solo album out, yeah. and I'm putting the vibe line shit out with Chris Chiro, and those are like my two lanes for sure. How far into the solo album are you? I have so many songs. I'm trying to like work it back a little bit and finish up some other collabs that I'm I want to make sure are part of that. But I probably have like probably have like 20 songs done for it. I only want it to be like 12 songs. Dude, so. yeah. I'm um I'm working on my album right now. Yeah. And like my goal is to make 30 songs by January 1st. Yep. And narrow it down to like 12. Yep. I think that's the way to do I'm it. I'm like 26 Five songs in. You're close. Close. Yeah. I'm like, if I had to turn in an album tomorrow, I got it. Yep. Yep. But like, yeah, that's a long, like 20 songs, 30 songs would be stupid. It's a lot of songs. It's a lot of songs. It's a lot of songs. <laughs> but you got to like, I don't know. I feel like you got to like give yourself the grace of making a lot of shitty songs too. Yeah. And like testing shit out, trying things out. And cause some stuff isn't going to work or like hit like you want it to. So I feel like overshooting the number of songs is important. But don't you wish... Don't they you wish? Hit. Yeah. Well, don't you just wish <laughs> that you could just put out? You're like, I love all of these. Yes. And put it out, and it'd work. Yes, that'd be fucking awesome. Don't work like that. It though. doesn't work like that, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, but you know what? On the other side of that, I feel like a lot of the songs that I don't expect to be like big or like songs that people resonate with end up being the ones that they vibe with the most. So, with that being said, sometimes I'm like. I got to give myself some time with those songs and be like, okay, maybe like it doesn't portray me the way I want to be portrayed. Maybe it doesn't sound the way I want to sound, but fans might resonate with this one because it's like so different than what I normally do mm -hmm. that they might like it. 
Yeah. Or that's so. the other hard thing about selecting, mm-hmm. you know? Or maybe they're going through something and like, that's the song. And you're like, this song sucks. Yeah. But for them, it's like the best thing in the world. Totally. Or like you're over that moment in your life where it doesn't resonate with you anymore. But for someone else, they're going through that shit and they're like, whoa, this speaks to me. So you never know what's going to go over with the fans or with the people who are listening to your music, you know? Mm-hmm. Dude, with you having like such a unique flow, man, who like... You know, I remember you saying, you know, drumming you felt like really helps you get that flow. Yeah. What what helps you get like the lyrics down? Because mm. I mean, like what you know, obviously practice makes perfect, but what there's a was there like a click or anything that it all started to just fall in line for you? Was there like yeah. a, and and then like a second question of that was there like a moment whenever you were doing prop cause where it just all seemed to come together? Mm. So. I don't know if there was like one definitive moment where it all clicked, but I grew up in kind of like this hip hop spoken word community. There's this thing called Young Chicago Authors in Chicago. Is it just like slam poetry? It's like slam poetry. That's so much fun. Which is kind of akin to stand up comedy in the sense there's no fucking beat. Everyone's looking at you like, say some shit that's going to blow my mind. Like, do something profound. And you're just up there, like, and it's just your fucking shaky voice, <laughs> you know, and like, can't hear shit in the background. And I feel like that built me to be able to be in front of larger crowds and also like have confidence with what I'm saying and like go up there and fucking just know that you got it. Um, And everyone who I was working with in that arena, it's like the Chance the Rappers of the world, the Vic Mensas of the world, the No Names, like Saba. I don't know if people are familiar with these people or not, but they're very like lyrically gifted um, and intimidating as a writer to like be next to them because they're just fucking smart and clever. And it sounded like you've met these people. Yeah, yeah. Those are all homies for sure. Fuck Chicago yeah. fam. Um, so like being in spaces with them definitely like pushed me to elevate my shit a lot. Um, and then in terms of like the career clicking into place, I would say like 2017 ish, 2016, 2017, I came out with sound grammatic. Like we had met, made a song. That was kind of my first big release in, in the electronic world. And I also had a song that came out with Chance, the rapper, and Action Bronson is on the same song. And those happened within, like, a few months of each other. And it was like, whoa, like, these songs are getting millions of plays. Like, people know who the fuck I am and care about me or care about my music. And so that was kind of, like, the catalyst. Around then I met Grizz, started getting more into the EDM scene. So I feel like that was kind of, like, the time where things started like, I felt the momentum building a little bit more, you mm-hmm. know? What was that like being, like, a pure lyricist and flow guy whenever you're getting to put – you're getting put into this – I don't want to say bubble, but just into, yeah. like, this electronic world where you kind of do have to dumb it down a little bit. Sure. And, like, you know, take a step back for the song to be the song. What yeah. was that like for you? Like, what was your first, like, you know, reaction to this whole world? Yeah. I mean, so for me – I was already a fan of, like, electronic music. Like, I love, like, Rusko and Dr. P. and Who like doesn't, You know, dude. that kind of shit. Is, I was like, these are, like, hip-hop beats on fucking steroids, you yeah. know? And then I learned that, like, most producers in our lane grew up on hip-hop. They love hip-hop beats, you know? And, like, their shit grew out of that a lot of the time. So it felt like these really cool beats that were over the top and, like, just heavy versions of hip-hop beats And then I would go to the shows and be like, yo, people are fucking dancing. They're smiling. Like, the energy, the atmosphere, it's like just, ah, like, that's my shit. I love this. Whereas at hip-hop shows, everyone's just kind of like, like, mean mugging you because everyone in the crowd raps too. So they're like, I can rap better. Yeah, the metal metal show, show. dude. Totally. 
So it's like a very different energy, you know? And, me- and metal shows their mean mug and so hard, they go into this circular uh, thing in the crowd and throw hands. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's how mean mug and they are. Fucking, they're like beating up the other audience members. Oh, like, yeah, dude. Heads going to knock in the mosh pit, baby. <laughs> I've, yep. I've gotten some fucking... Um, I've gotten some fucking bloody noses and then things. Man. Yeah, Those you're like, do y'all hate me? Like on stage, you're like, fuck. You well, know, the thing is, if we're as a band, if if there's not people getting hurt in a metal band, this you're show not doing sucks. It right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. So, but I like, I thrived more in the energy of an EDM atmosphere than I feel like I did in like the hip hop show. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I love both, but I just it resonated more with me. The energy that I have on stage, the energy that I want to bring to a crowd, it made sense in in a more electronic world. Mm. Um, so that felt really good because I was like, dude, people are fucking dancing to my shit. Like they know the words. Like this is awesome. So it was a really like smooth transition for me. I would say, mm. yeah. And one thing that's really cool with like the dance music crowd is like, you know, me, I, how I feel, and I see it a lot is like. Whenever they're like, this is some new shit, and you don't know it, yeah. they get stoked. Like, yes! Yes! And, and I, I remember going to see, I've been to a bunch of rap shows and stuff, and it's like, if the crowd don't know it, they're dead. They want to hear the old shit. Yeah, or they yeah, they just want to hear shit they know. They want to like, rap along to it. Yeah, where it's like dance music, they're like, oh, wow, this is good. Unreleased ID, I've VIP. Heard- <laughs> None, I didn't know what any of that shit meant when I came into this scene. I made this on the in the green room yeah. 10 minutes ago. Yep. I made this while I was on stage. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets the people newer go- the better. Yeah, it gets people going, dude. I just came up with this idea right now. Yeah, yep. And there's people who are like, he's making that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do DJs do on stage? Because yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's. I mean, I've had a people like, what are you doing up there? Are you making the music? I'm like, no. They're like, are you fucking crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not want, FKJ up you, in this. <laughs> you want to sit here for 48 hours while I fix this one song? <laughs> yeah, like EQing a kick and yeah. shit. Like, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's fun. I did like what you said, you know, being around those other people in Chicago and, you know, it like made you push yourself. Yeah. And they say, you know, surround yourself with people who are better than you. Yep. And it'll, it'll make you better. Absolutely. I feel that way big time about like, man, just the MCs that I grew up with are so fucking good. And I still listen to them. I'm like, how the fuck do you come up with this shit? Like Chance the Rapper is probably the best example of that for me just because like, He's so clever, and he says stuff that just, like, flips you on your head. You're like, whoa, I never thought about it that way. Like, great, clever wordplay. I'm a sucker for that shit. So when I hear, like, rappers like him, I'm just super inspired and want to be on the same level, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what rappers kind of what rapper kind of throws me on my head? And, and, like, it's clever, but in the most dumb way. Who's that? Riff Raff. Oh, fucking love Riff Raff. Yeah, diamonds dancing like Jabberwockies. Yes. <laughs> and my Versace sleeping bag. Dude. Yep. He's got Versace everything. Somehow he, some, somehow he has a Versace driveway. He's got Versace everything, for <laughs> real. Have you ever seen his freestyle? I think he's like either on Sway. <laughs> I think it's a Sway one, right? I have seen that. Oh, my God. He's like, I could have played for the fucking... <laughs> he's like talking about all the NFL teams and he could have played for. He just starts naming them. <laughs> yeah. And they don't yeah. even rhyme. It's just, yeah. I could have played for... <laughs> But it's like that shit is poetry too, man. Yeah, in its own you way. Know? Yeah. It's like Uncle Rico rapping. I could have played I could have played for the Broncos. Exactly. Yeah. I could throw this ball over that mountain. It's like Shar Grandpa. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, that type of flow, like I don't yeah, that shit's just so funny. Like where he just says something ridiculous. Yep. And I'm just like, that's clever. Yeah. It's clever in the dumbest way possible. Same with Action Bronson. Yes. He's on that lane too. <laughs> yeah. Uh me and Grant always like just make up fucking Action Bronson esque lines and freestyle like that shit all day. Give me long. one. Just give me like one. give me one. 
uh, I jumped out the banana split into the yellow Lambo, make the bananas switch, like, <laughs> with the banana clip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he just fucking goes. <laughs> I've been doing that lately with Fred Durst. Yeah, cause, oh, cause, shit. Because I was listening to just the acapella Fred Durst. Yeah, and yeah. And he just sounds like a teenager who's mad at his mom. Mm. When it's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yo, if you like recontextualize it like that, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a teenager's medicine. Yeah, I don't want to go to my room. Yeah, yeah fuck that shit. Yeah. I just want to do cool. Yeah, that's the shit. Yeah, it's like what it is. It's like I don't want to go to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to clean my room. Today was a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know what'd be funny is to use the voice change thing on TikTok. You know, have you ever used that? I'm off the. I I got banished from it twice, so okay. I stayed off. Well, fuck TikTok, but. They do have this awesome thing where you can, like, uh, change the voice of, like, any video recording. So, like, the one that went viral, it's, like, an Alice in Wonderland song. And someone, like, was filming it at a show and changed it to, like, one of these weird voices. And it's, like, singing the background vocal, but it's, like, in a crybaby voice. And it's, like, <laughs> tonight's gonna be... Like, it just flips it. So funny, dude. And if you did that, you could use the little kid voice and do it on a Fred Durst song. Oh, my God. And it would probably be incredible we'll do this yeah, it, sounds fun. <laughs> it sounds like it's very entertaining yeah 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 but yeah dude if you ever just like i love limp biscuit yeah very fucking much oh hell yeah listen just listen to the vocals yeah yeah, yeah. i know you be loving this shit right here you just like ruined limp biscuit for so many people I, I, almost ruined, <laughs> I almost ruined it for myself yeah just looking at the acapella i had to go back and listen to the og and i'm like yeah this shit's hard dude. yeah 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 this yeah it's hard <laughs> Have you seen the, like, Woodstock uh, documentary yeah. about them shutting shit down? I did, yeah. I, and a lot of people were blaming on Fred Durst. It wasn't him, man. No, dude. Nah. He's a fucking... That is their band. Yeah. That is their thing. They have a song called Break, Break Stuff. Break shit. Yeah, Break Stuff. Yeah. 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 They're gonna fucking take it as far as it can go. I do feel like they really made it seem like it was all, like, him that caused it. No. And not the venue staff. And, yeah, dude, like, the... Pe- yeah. People were getting sick from drinking the water. Yeah, dude. yeah. Like, Fred Durst is your last worry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he got them hyped up enough to fucking take it there. Yeah. But it's, the thing is, they they just, that crowd was ready. That They're crowd ready. Was, they were ready to break shit. An Alanis Morissette set could have done it. Like, <laughs> they were ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, At that point? <laughs> dude, is Alanis Morissette just the fucking uh, classic Taylor Swift? Whoa. 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 Where you're, all the songs are about getting your heart broken Yo, from this one dude. Real shit. I just thought of that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dudes do suck. They do, man. <laughs> we, I, I, you know, I suck. Try not to. Yeah. Do but, my best to not But we suck, suck, man. But we do suck. Yeah. Generally speaking. Generally speaking. Yeah. You know, if I'm drunk enough, I'll definitely suck. Oh, yeah. Fucking whip it out. <laughs> yeah. But, um... <laughs> But, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, dude, if you think about it like that, Alanis Morissette is the classic, classic Taylor. Taylor Swift. Damn. But she was never, like, um, a pop figure. In the, well, I guess social media didn't exist in the same way. Right. You know? She had a lot of radio play. Yeah. But, like, the Taylor Swift effect is so crazy. Like, ratings in the NFL I are I was up, about to like, bring that up, dude. What? That's crazy. Travis Kelsey jerseys were up like 300%. Flying. You yeah. better give her a cut. Yeah, Fuck. that first, uh, or it was the second game where she was at. It was like the most young women ever to watch NFL games. I don't Whoa. know how they have the data on that. But yeah. it was like women from the age of like 14 to like 18. Yeah. It's like the most they've ever had watch it. She made football like acceptable for a population <laughs> who doesn't fuck with it, really. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, people are showing up to the games and like, 
Swifty jerseys. That's tight. It is pretty cool. I fuck with it because I feel like it's like these two worlds that don't know that they could be friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are passionate about like, like if you go to like Texas or like Florida, like the way that they love football, like it's like how Swifties love Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Like that passionate. A, oh my God. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. So they can be passionate together. Cause like I'm a, I'm literally a Swifty fan for football. Right. Wow. Totally. Totally. Me too. Unfortunately, I'm a Bears fan, but you know. <laughs> Man, I'm still, what, what is like, y'all's problem? Dude. It's not your quarterback, I don't think. I hope you're right. I don't think it's y'all's quarterback. I y'all want had a that game to where, be the truth. Y'all had a game where he was like damn near perfect like two weeks ago. Yeah, against the fucking Broncos. <laughs> and they still won. <laughs> they won. The Broncos won. The Broncos won. We were up by like three touchdowns. And like I said, quarterback played damn near perfect. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, yeah, I think it's a coaching problem. We've always had issues with quarterbacks, which seems to be like, okay, so maybe it's an organizational problem. Yeah, and that's not what just I'm thinking. Like all these quarterbacks happen to suck for 20 years, you know? That's what I think it is. is yeah. It? How, like, cause, like, you know, the Bears were like, back in the day, like one of America's teams. Yeah, big time. Know? 88, 88 Bears? 88 I can't Bears. remember the last time they've been good. They were good in like uh, the Devin Hester days, like fucking, I don't know, 2008. I don't know. Football fans long... are going to be like, no, it wasn't. It was this time. But, like, sometimes. Kyle, can you look it up? When was the last time the Bears were good? They went I to want the you... Super Bowl I want, you to t- I want you to type those exact words. Yeah, when <laughs> were the Bears good? It just says never. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just... There's going to be an article that pops up. It's just t- the meme of, the like of like Jesus looking at, like, the sad guy, like, how are you not dead yet? <laughs> I got a list of records. The first one that popped up was their 11-5 and five record on Pretty in 2010. Good. Okay, I was All close. Right, yeah, Two not, years off. That's a good record. Did they go to the Super Bowl that year? Uh, it does not say, but yeah. I can find out. I don't remember. I don't think they did. Yeah, maybe they were like they just were in the playoffs that year. Uh, yeah, <laughs> lost conference championship. Conference championship. Hey man, you're making it there. You're pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, they were solid, mm-hmm. solid. But since then, we've had nothing. But Justin Fields is like exciting. He is. You know, he's fun. You want him to like. Let loose. They need to let him loose. That's the problem. I, yeah, think. I felt like he's scared because he got hit so many damn times last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. We had a bad offensive line. Yeah. Dude. I don't know shit about football, but I can talk like I do. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy that how obsessed I am with a sport that I never played. Yeah, yeah. I never played either, but I, like, really love it. Like, I, like... Do my best to clear my calendar for We're like, Swifties, the games. dude. We're Swifties. We're straight up Swifties. We're Swifties, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Big time. I'm like, <laughs> like I guarantee you, you know who number twenty two is. On the Bears? Yeah. Is that is that Justin Fields? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know number I just thought of her is. I just thought of her song twenty two. See, oh, yeah. am I an actual Swiftie? <laughs> they would know that. Yeah. You know who would know that? Fucking Swifties would know that about the Kansas City Chiefs. Dude, they're passionate, man. Like yeah. if you had a fan base like that, you can take over the world. Yeah. And did you see what she did? She gave uh, like cause Swift, uh, Taylor Swift, her tour made like her tour did like, like a, a billion. billion. She gave all of her drivers a hundred thousand dollars bonus, right? Yeah. How amazing is that? It's dope. It's, like yeah. those drivers will ride or die for her, yeah. forever because of that. And it was like uh, people on the crew, like everyone got bonuses. Yeah, how from fucking, what I understand. I I love that so much. Like you know, she's a lot of people make fun of her. Yeah, because it's easy to do. Totally. When you're that popular, people make fun Everyone's of you. Everyone's going to make fun of you. Yeah, it's yeah. easy. Yep. But she writes her own music. Yep. She owns half of it. Yep. And she gave, like, people that are, like, doing the grunt work. Yeah. 
like changed their whole lives. Yeah. That's respect. And like, she pushes like the music industry standard for like independent musicians forward. Like she's an advocate, I feel like, for yeah. musicians. Like I'm a fucking Swifty also. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Swifty Swifty and I'm a football Swifty. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Dude, if a, if a label <clears throat> came to you like, all right, let me get that. My masters? Oh, yeah. Nah. Nah. I keep those. Yeah, for sure. You're a Swifty. I'm a Swifty. Yeah. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Have you seen her documentary, Ameri- Americana? Something I haven't like watched that? it, dude, because I, uh, I'm i not a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It made me like her even more. I'm sure. Yeah. I guess I have to watch it. She dude. had a quote in there where she was like, I'm going to butcher it, but she was basically like, if you're um, too fat, you're too fat. If you're too skinny, you're too skinny. If you're too perfect, you're too perfect. Like, that's the criticism she gets. Like, you're, she's just so perfect. Like, there's nothing wrong with her. Like, that's weird. I don't trust that. What a so stupid like, thing to say. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. But like you said, it's like, if you're that big, that if that's the only thing you can criticize about somebody, that they're like too good or too perfect, it's like, what the fuck are we doing I here? mean, that's what they did with Adele, right? Because like, if you just totally. listen to her music, yep. it is amazing. Yep. It makes you feel all sorts of shit, and she's hitting notes that you didn't know you needed to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. then they, but the only thing they can cr- criticize is her, her person. Yes, yeah, which is like unfortunately in the spotlight for everyone. To like, if people saw like my normal day, they would criticize me. They'd be Just like jacking off all day. Like, dude, pick up your dog's poop. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Someone's gonna step on that. <laughs> I pick up my dog shit. Okay, I'm just giving an example. <laughs> they just start speaking those Spanish terms to you that your wife <laughs> yeah, does. <laughs> fuck. All up in my comments. Pagalalu. <laughs> clean up clean up your room, pick up clothes. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. How long y'all been married for? Two years. It's beautiful. Yeah, I got married um during COVID in July. Um, but we're together for seven years before that. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. That's Met cool. walking our dogs. Whoa. She yelled at me for not picking up dog shit. No, <laughs> not really. But met walking our dogs. Nah, do you tell that story? Yeah. That, that way next time. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> stick with it. Just she lie. made me pick it up with my fucking bare hands. She was like, throw that shit. And away. you look at her like this is how real like, men I'm do fucking it. Fucking in love with this girl. <laughs> she saw you pick it up. She's she like, like no, eat a- it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real man right there. Respect. Respect. Yeah. It's respectable. Yeah. If you like yelled at somebody to pick up. Your dog, your own dog, shit, and they just grab it, and they just like, grab it. Yo, put okay. it in their pocket. You, you, it. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> put it in their pocket. You would say, "Damn!" Like they respect. They listen well. <laughs> they follow orders very well. They're trained. <laughs> That's amazing. <Little> beta. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Y'all met walking dogs, man. Yeah. So we we live next door to each other in Chicago, and like the buildings next door to each other. We got our dogs around the same time, walked. We were like, hey, our dogs like each other. Let's walk. Go for walks. And that turned into marriage. Yeah. It's so beautiful, though, because you think about, like, how many people are in the world and, you know, how many women there are in the world. And it's like, out of all the people and all the places, yeah, I'm, I met the love of my life yeah. next door. Yeah. It's really crazy. Those stories I fucking love, dude. And the wild thing is we used to live next door in a different location. Did y'all know each other then? We didn't. But we had to have, like, crossed paths. It's fate, dude. Totally. That's fate. I feel like it was, like, the universe being like, come on, motherfucker. I got to spell it out for y'all. Like, it's right here for you, you know? Yeah, I love those stories, man. My granddad, he met my, met my grandma when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Like, they were, like, little kids. Whoa. And they were, like... 
in the same neighborhood. But back in the day, you know, if you, the girl down the street, she's probably going to end up being your wife. Right, you right. Know? You're <laughs> not like on Facebook and shit. Yeah. yeah. Back in like the Great Depression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're There's like, only one girl on this block. Yeah. And you're going to marry her. It's like, what's up, bitch? You want to split this bread? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah, I got some sunflower seeds back in my room. I got yeast. <laughs> you got water. She's like, I got yeast too. You're like, no. <laughs> all right, this has gotten out of control. Yeah. But I do, I do love that type of stuff. Like I think about that stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, like, you know, out of all the people, you're like, this is where the universe has brought me to. I yeah. love that type of shit. Yeah, totally. You got to believes in fate. Um, I don't know. And I'm not talking about like fate, like like faith or anything like, but just like things this was happen ma- yeah. for. I think that we create our own sort of fate mm. in a way. Like I was saying, all of our actions kind of lead to this point. So I, I'm always trying to be really careful about being like, I wish I didn't do that. I'm really regretful of that. Because there's always, like, a weird lesson that you learn there that makes you take a right turn, that makes you turn the... You know what I mean? That, yes. like, leads you to this place. Makes you a better person. Totally. You have to fuck up. Yeah, exactly. You have to. So I think if you're an open enough person that you can be guided by the universe a bit to where you're supposed to be. If you, like, are awake enough to see the signs, you know? I like that mindset. It's it's interesting, like, learning every... Like, different people's mindsets about it, you know? Because there's, like... You'll meet people who are like, God has a plan for me. Sure. Or it's just, like... You know, everything happens for a reason type shit. Yep. Which, in a way, what you're saying it makes sense. It kind of lines yeah. up with that. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. I had to do this fucked up thing to be better so that didn't happen again. Yeah. That needed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always say, I always say, like, God's plan. Yeah. And when I say stuff like that, it's like, you know, like I said, like, uh, you know, God's plan, that, that something good happened. That's God's plan. Yep. I always think, that, like, God, in my mind, like, is like a um, it's like a good energy or like good karma of the universe. Yes, where it's like I did this, so now I get rewarded with that. That's yeah. God's plan. Totally. I think that like when people could can step back from their own religion and be like, "Yo, we're all kind of saying the same thing." You call it God. Somebody else calls it the universe. Somebody else calls it fate. But like, you know, it's just it gets down to like just the words where people start disagreeing over semantics. But we're all kind of saying the same shit. Most religions are saying the same shit. They have the same values, the same goals. Yeah. But we just, like, argue over the bullshit. You're semantics. like, but my name is better than your name. But my name's better than your name. Yeah. Right, right. My book's better than your book. How yeah. silly is that? There's it's a lot of good ridiculous. books out there. Yeah, There's a lot exactly. of good books out there. I don't read, but I just know. You just know. I, I've gotten You've been told. told. <laughs> I've been told. I've been told there's a lot of great books out there. But there's great lessons in all those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Well, dude, we um we had gotten a lot of great questions for you. Hell yeah. I always get a bunch of bad ones on this show with a couple of good ones. Yeah. You got like one bad one. Sick. Let's so, start with that one. No. Nope. <laughs> I didn't I deleted it. But you got a bunch of really good ones that I wanted us to get to. Cause this has been fun. This has been awesome. This dude. has been fun, dude. This is like so just for the people who don't know, we don't really know each other. No. Um, but I can't think of a better way to like get to know. We really met today. Yeah, we really met today. Yeah. Like actually. And that's fun, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Yep. I have fun doing it. I wish this. all the people I met in life had podcasts. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> dude. Like, Hold on, save it. Come on over to my house. We'll <laughs> do the podcast. <laughs> Maybe it'll get to that one one day. <laughs> in about one year. Yeah. <laughs> Not even that far year. in yeah. the future. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's incredible. No, I mean, this has been fun. But there were these fan questions that are going to open up a whole fucking another egg cool. of this conversation that I wanted to get to. Yeah, but before we get to them, uh, Kyle, did you have anything you wanted to ask Mr. Prop Cause? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, you were talking about being married. So, um, how do 
do you know you like somebody enough to marry them? What mm. what makes you feel like it's your it's time to take that step? Right. That's a heavy one. Bro, I need to know this. That is a heavy one. Okay, I will say that there are people who talk about like love at first sight. I just knew that's tight. And I believe that some people experience it that way. There's always going to be like a voice in the back of your head that's like scared because you're making a commitment and that's like very normal. And I think that people don't talk about that enough. They're just like, oh, if you know, you know. And I think that's bullshit. I think that there's always going to be like that fear that's like making you cautious and how you, you know, go about meeting people and building relationships with people. I think it's important to take leaps of faith in life. And if you feel a connection with somebody that's strong at some point and, and not everyone has to get married. Like I know a lot of people who are in really long-term relationships, never got married, have beautiful, strong relationships. So marriage is a title that you can choose to go down that path if you want. But I think it's more about committing to somebody. And I think that once you make that commitment, you start building with that person. And this is going to sound a little weird, maybe on face value, but like once you commit to someone, you don't have like the you don't have the ejection seat in the same way. You're like, I'm with this person. Instead of like walking out the door when we get into like a tough argument, I'm going to stay here and we're going to fucking work through this argument. And I'll say in the eight, nine years I've been with my wife, I'm more in love with her now than I ever have been. I'm more connected with her. Our arguments take less time to resolve because like we've gone through the difficult things and we've worked through really hard conversations, discussions, arguments and we got out the other side. And so we're like, so now when shit comes, we're like, oh, we got we got this shit. Like, we could deal with it uh, because we've not ran from it. So yeah, I you're think, like, my clothes are on the ground. I'll just pick them up. Yeah. yeah I'll just <laughs> pick my phone. I'll just turn the fucking light off. Yeah. <laughs> not that big of a deal. I'll just turn it off. I remember being at an airport, <laughs> going through security. We were, like, traveling together somewhere. And we're, like, arguing about some shit. She's telling me to do some shit. I'm being stubborn. And this, like, older, wise man who's, like, waiting for his bag to come out, he's like, you haven't been together very long, have you? <laughs> <laughs> like, young buck. <laughs> it's always the, like, old guy that's been married for, like, 50 years. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you, old man. Don't talk. No, I was just playing. I was like, he knows. He's wise, dude. He's it's the, wise. It's the wise old one. Pick like, your battles, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is basically what he was saying to me, and he was so right. It's like, dude, we don't need to argue about this. Like, you're just, I'm being stubborn, you know? Like, so I would say, like, taking that leap of faith, making a commitment. Again, this is not, like, one-size-fits-all advice some people are in polyamorous relationships some people are in like different kind of relationships but for me if you're interested in something like that for me what has worked is like committing to that one person and like being about that shit like mm. that's my fucking girl for life mm. you know that's it that's it for me yeah i love this we're giving uh relationship advice this is love line to the people <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it, give it give it say, say that again but like with like your late night jazz voice Ooh. I, that was my late night jazz. Oh, dude, you can get sexier than that. Alrighty, this is Love Line with Probable. Call in one eight hundred, Probcos. And we're here yeah. for you twenty four seven. Anytime, pick up the phone. Nine ninety nine per minute. <laughs> Damn. It, now it's turning into a sex line. Nine ninety nine per now minute. Now it's turning into a sex line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you horny? Yeah. Call us now. You hear like <sighs> in the background. <laughs> Shaky, shaky breath. Are you by yourself? Do you have an erection? Pick up the phone. Call us now. At uh, you have the probable cause to it's, make us come. Yeah. Are you horny? 
We have the probable cause for that. Yes. yes. Call us for more taboo talking stuff. <laughs> yes. You're ready to talk about all things taboo that mm. no one's going to find oh out about. Taboo, the taboo hotline. I mean, it's already Oh, right that's there, great, dude. dude. I'm going to just get Kyle in there just answering fucking drunk dudes that call the hotline randomly, and you're just going to make them come. Yeah, spinoff series. <laughs> <laughs> Tie a string around your balls. <laughs> It's oh, amazing. Let's get to some of these fan questions. Good, good question, Kyle. And I like that we're you know helping the people now. Helping what about you, Mitch? Well. What, what do you think you would? What do you think would be for you? He said everything's different. So uh, you know, have you thought about it? Yes. Do you want to talk about it? Um, I don't love line. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible, man. Like, uh, so repeat the question so I can understand what exactly to answer. What do you think? How do you feel you know you want to marry somebody? Or what do you think will help you determine when you're ready to marry somebody? I've thought about this lately. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking I would not want to spend a day without this person. Yo, that's Where I, I can't imagine the future without this person. Where I'm planning for the future and every single thing in that plan involves this person. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. I think about that in terms of like when you go do some cool shit and you're like, this is cool, but your partner's not with you. And you're like, this would be so much better oh, if they were dude. there. Yeah. You know? It's the best because then you get to come home and be like, oh, I got to show, yeah, show you this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've gone and done something. I'm like, fuck, I wish she was here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, that, you know, that's kind of what I've thought about. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I can I, I can relate. I like time. you. All <laughs> right, let's get to another question. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> uh, dude, Taboo turned me out. Your, hey, your, your wife turns uh, into Ableton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Becomes a super producer. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, plot twist. All right, I'm going to get this one wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, where did it go? Where did it go? Hold on. Hey, man, what's up? It is Trip Fox from Dallas, Texas. What up, Trip? Uh, I'm happy it's back, you know. I'm happy I get to call this again. Uh, also really happy that I got to see both of you guys tear it the fuck up at Wakan, Prop Cause, fucking yeah. surprise us all. It really made my heart happy. And Taboo, I haven't thrown that much ass. I haven't had that much ass thrown on me in a fucking minute, dude. That, That's that always was a good feeling. so yes. much fun. Uh, anyways, uh... My my like little topic for the for this thing, uh basically I want you guys to tell each other something that you've never told anybody before. Whoa. Like like personal, it don't gotta be personal, it could be like just like information that you've never told anybody before, but just tell it to each other and see what happens. Hell yeah. This is love okay, line. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, and listen, it is always fun when you get a lot of ass thrown on you, too. Yeah. So I'm glad I could do that a for you, Trip. A successful show yeah. is that. Yeah. Or you're like, I'm just having a good time. Oh, shit. There's ass yeah, on me. Yeah. That's fun. That was a really, really good question, and I'm actually really excited for this. I love how they're like, Audi, I wasn't expecting that. I thought you were going to like read them off no, somewhere. Dude, we're listen, this like you, so like you said when he came in here, you're like, this is almost this like is a podcast studio. And Whoa. I said, it's almost like we're trying. Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect anything less, but I haven't been in very many of these scenarios where I'm like, yo. It's, it's fun. I feel like I'm a fucking Joe Rogan, dude. Let's go. EDM Joe Rogan. <laughs> EDM <every> Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> um, secrets, dude. We got to tell each other a secret. Who wants to go first? I'm trying to think of like a good one. Do you have one? If you want to go first, you can. I got I to gotta think for a second. Yeah. Because like my first one is like, eh. 
I, 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 I got one. Yeah, let me hear yours. Maybe it'll inspire me. So I've been telling everybody I've been off porn. You haven't? For like a year and a half. No, I have been. But I had a slip up. Ooh. Hey, Ableton got you horny. Can you send me that video? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to tell you the video. Because <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. Oh, yeah. But also, it's kind of like, I'm sure most dudes have had this thought. Yeah, okay. So it was, um, I was trying to pull up a football stream. And okay. sometimes when you hit the streams, a pop up will come up with porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you clicked you click that one? Whoa. It was Kim Possible. A cartoon porn. Getting fucked. Oh my God. That's so, so hot. I, I, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I had, I had, it, it, it was a, hot. A dude. relapse. Yeah, I had a relapse with porn and it was animated yeah. with Kim Possible. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. To admit. I, I fucking <laughs> I fucking came, dude. It was to good. Kim Possible. Yeah, and as soon as I got done, I was like, no. No, I slipped back post, in. Post not clarity, but I was like not even about slip back in. I'm like, I just jerked off to a cartoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you feel dirty after that? Yeah. A little bit. But also like I felt like a bad boy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I felt like Yeah. It's yeah. like that beast. It's like that porn beast that's inside me. It's like Open it up. Yeah. Let's watch it. Yeah. Let's do it. That's real. And then I did it, and I was just like, I could fucking, I could go rob a bank. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll fucking, I'll just go up and steal a little kid's candy after that, dude. I don't Whoa. give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Turned you out all the way. Bro. Yeah. Ever since then, I've been carrying a pistol on me. Yeah. You got to <laughs> You gotta stay strapped. Yeah, <laughs> Obviously. That's what Kim Possible will do, dude. What, yeah. what's, her, what's her saying? It's a... Uh, Oh, it's in her theme song. I forget it. Oh, but I just remember, I remember. when I was young. Did, was it pl- was was there audio of the Impossible soundtrack in the background? I don't know. I thought it was like you know how like Kanye is like better, faster, stronger, yeah. or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I thought she had something kind of like that, and I could just be in my mind. But I just remember as a kid, two cartoons always turned me on. Yeah, it was the Kankers mm-hmm. and Ed and Eddie. And Ed, Ed and Eddie. There's, oh man, because those trailer because those trailer bark pitches. They wild. They had it going. Oh, well, you had a double rap with this one. Those, yeah. the Trailer Park Girls, you had a double rap. You still might get them pregnant. Yeah. And I don't know why, as a youngin', I was always turned on to the Kankers and Kim Possible. Yeah. And then that one, like, thick bitch from fucking Bugs Bunny. Oh, oh uh, Lola Bunny. Ba- oh, I was going to say Babs. Now, is it's it not Lola? Lola Bunny, but her last name is... From, like, that's in, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, too? Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. That's what it is. She always, I don't know. I mean, I was a she's kid. fucking hot. Yeah. Uh, they actually hot. animated her over a real woman, I believe. So a real woman was acting, and they animated her over it. I got to find that porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I won't feel as dirty oh after that, God. dude. But that's my secret, Okay. Dude. I'm letting everybody know, dude. I had dude, a slip up, dude. that's such a good secret. I had a slip up. I have nothing that can compare to that. Not with that attitude, you I, don't. I was about to say, like, um, I get so nervous before big shows that sometimes I throw up before them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I'm always, like, ready to go. The second I'm on stage, all disappears. But every now and again, for a big one, it's fucking mom spaghetti. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get fucking nervous. Uh, and I still, but I will say this, I appreciate how nervous I get the day that I'm not nervous at all, that I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. It's whatever. I feel like there's something wrong with that Mm. for me. I know some people like just, they don't feel that way before shows, but for me, like, that's how I feel like connected. We're about to do some big shit. I'm fucking nervous. I'm gonna throw up my lunch. Like, yeah. 
I can't remember the last time I was nervous. I get, I get so jacked. Yeah. Like right before a sh- like right before a set, I'm pacing back and forth, and it's not nerves. Yeah. I'm like, you're like, fucking I, I'm like, ready. bring me a brick wall. I'll run through it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's how I am. I'm like, I'll that's fucking, tight. I'll, I will, I'll kill everybody. What do you do to get yourself there? I don't know. Yeah, it just it's, happens. It's just, it's just like, it, it only happens on big shit. Yeah. Where it's like. You know, even like at Wakan, I was yep. fucking just like I knew I was about to walk up there and just play the best set of my life, and it was. Crush. Yeah, and I, I fucking felt it, dude. I was like, yeah, uh, everybody walking up to me, I was like, they don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They were like, what are you talking about, Mitch? And I'm just like, ah, oh, they don't know. Yeah, I'm just like ready to fuck. I'm literally you're like, like a fucking WWF wrestler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go out there. <laughs> and we're gonna tear some ass. Yeah. Yes, how it's so good, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, throw ass. <laughs> Damn, he's gonna go down real hard tonight, dude. Yo. Please keep going. Please keep going, Kyle. I swear to God, all those ladies out there in their skimpy outfits, all the dudes <laughs> out there in their bucket hats, no one is gonna survive tonight can, when I throw down. Can you do the love hands. line, like the love line, like what you would say to a love line caller in that, in that, voice? that voice? Oh my God, please go. <laughs> I'm going to tie that string around your balls. <laughs> Listen here. I'm going to pull it so hard they get red and pop. Oh, my God. And just when you're ready to bust, I'm going to pull it so tight you can't even breathe. It's going to feel like that string's wrapped around your neck. <laughs> and scene. Oh, oh my God. Yo, uh, yo, <laughs> that was amazing, what? Kyle. That was <laughs> what? <laughs> oh oh yeah! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Randy Macho Man Savage, baby. Jesus, Kyle, I'm dude. hard, dude. Are you no. hard? I'm ready to bust. He's, he's about to I break the streak came. again. Yeah, I almost came. <laughs> that was incredible, dude. My face hurts. What if you like? Had your own stand-up career, and it was just that. <laughs> you just went up on stage. So the other day, yeah, I was yeah. walking down the street. <laughs> I told her to pick up my poop. <laughs> yeah. So I Bare picked hands. it up, and I put it in my pocket. <laughs> I'm not okay. Oh, my God. Kyle, have you, how have you never busted this out? You've never heard you this. you got to wait for the right moments, man. Uh, you got to wait for the Kyle, right moments. Kyle's a fucking interesting character, man. Dog, <laughs> what? He's been with the podcast for like a year now, and he keeps on surprising me. That was incredible. That was amazing. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. You're welcome. And that was a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's throw this on to Kyle now. Yeah. Kyle, a secret that you've never told anybody. Oh, uh, let's see. I want to make it a good one. Hmm. Uh, one of my friends. I don't know if this is a good one. I can't. I can't really think. It's of hard. One if I th- if oh. I do think of one, I will definitely come back with another one. But one of my friends, uh, back when we were in grade school, his uh Pokemon Blue version came up missing, and I was like, "What? No, that's crazy." I took that shit, Zach. Oh, I took that shit. I'm sorry. The one at my house is yours. Damn. I'm sorry you had to buy another one. Everything uh, happens for a reason. Everything was, happens for. A know, reason. We didn't have the money for it. Um, but I'm glad you got another one. Now we both have it. Yeah. Yeah. It made you happy. Made him sad. <laughs> That's real. Seems like it's just a win for Kyle. That's yeah, real. yeah, it definitely was a win for me. I felt bad. I I played it all the way through with joy, and as soon as I was I was finished with it, I was like, this feels 
bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guilt is, set in. This is not my game. Oh. Uh, well, um, you're not a sociopath that taught you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't, uh, I never told him about that, but I also, I've only been caught stealing twice. Uh, or not caught stealing. Uh, I've only you stolen. Just, you just tricked on yourself. Basically. Yeah, twice. <laughs> and that was one of them. And the other one I got caught. What was the other one? Me and my cousins stole some knives from a, uh, like, pocket knives and, like, you know, uh, bigger, I forget what they're called, like, buck knife kind of things, from a uh, flea market. And we brought them home in a big bag. And my parents and my aunts, they were like, what? Where did you get these? And we were like, well, some guy gave them to us. And she goes, absolutely not. So they're freaking out. And we're like, what? Like, why are they reacting so hard to this? And then they took him back to the flea market and they took him back. They found the knife guy and she brought him back and he goes, oh yeah, I was looking for these. Uh, actually me and a lot of my soldier buddies took these off of the bodies of dead Nazi soldiers. Yeah. They had Nazi symbolism all over them, but we didn't know what it was at the time. So that's why my parents were freaking the fuck out. What the fuck are you into? And I was like, oh shit, I don't even, you know, as a kid, I was like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. And then after that big reaction, I was like, I'm not stealing anymore. This is uh, all happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason, buddy. Taught you how to be a better person. Yeah, absolutely. That was awesome. God damn it. That was such a fun question. Let's get another one. Yeah. Let's get it. Told you they can just open up a fucking. Yeah. Can of whoop ass. That's awesome. Yo, what up, Prob Cause? What's up, Taboo? This is your boy CD calling out from the mountain state of West Virginia. Cool. Um, I got a question. So, for Prob Cause, over the past, well, over the past decade, really, of touring with the Grizz team, what is one thing from touring that long with those people that has changed about yourself for the better, would you say? Mm. And Mitch... A question for you, man. What is your favorite song that you've put out in the past year? Oh, dude, that's easy. Yours is, like, deep. Yeah, mine's deep. Anyways, yeah, I hope this reaches you guys. I hope you both have a fantastic fucking day. Um, Huge fan of both of you guys, and can't wait to see you guys soon. Later. Hell yeah. Um, Oh, man. Like, I don't want to go too deep into, like, how much respect I have for Grizz and the... Not just the fans he's curated in terms of like like everyone is an extension of Grant, right? And he's such a like kind, generous, genuine, humble dude that the people that are around him echo those qualities. So just like everyone in the band, Krishira, Jeremy, Billy, like they're such amazing human beings. Those are like my best friends in the world. Like literally, like those are the people that I want to spend my time with, whether I'm on or off the stage. Same with the crew, like our whole crew, tour managers, everybody. They're just amazing people. Um, so for me, it's taught me how to be a better fucking person, to be more empathetic, just to look out for it's. It really is like being on a fucking team, you know, like a sports team. You just have each other's backs. You play for each other. Like I'm going to come out hard every fucking night because I want to like I want to show up for y'all. So I think it taught me how to show up for my friends in a way that I don't think I grew up. I mean, I have great friends at home and in Chicago who are like outside of the music industry, but it sh- it showed me how to like show up for people in a different way, to be there for people during like really difficult times. And I think that's probably like the main thing. It just taught me how to be like a really good friend, family member and be there for your homies, you know? Like 
that's my fucking family forever. Whatever I have going on, I will always put that aside to like do shit with them. Um, so it just made me a better person all the way around, all the way around. I love that, man. That sounded like a lot of like ex like football players will say they're like, you know, I wanted to go play for those guys. Yeah, I wanted to show up so. I want to do good so they could succeed. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And to be be happy for your peer's success. Because, like, if you're in an insecure place, it can be easy to, like, start comparing yourself to everybody. And, like, we all genuinely want each other to succeed in our own lanes. And, like, when I was coming up, it's, like, it's competitive. Like, you're trying to, like, achieve these goals. And it's easy to get into a mind state where you're, like, you're so competitive, you're blinded a little bit. And I think that's the other thing is the way that everyone roots for each other, tries to set each other up for success. Like that's another thing I really took away from that project is like, I'm rooting for everybody. I want everybody in the scene to, to flourish. I want to work with everybody. It's a collaborative effort, you know, to that's what is it all, uh, the tide, all ships rise with the tide. It's mm-hmm. like definitely that philosophy for me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Mine's simple. He's that favorite song I've put out this year. It was, I got a feeling with So Down. Yeah. It's simple, but like... A banger. It's a fucking fun one to write. It started yeah. with me in a studio with a guitar. Yeah. Writing a riff, and then he just we wrote, wrote the tune. came out pretty fucking easy. Yeah. Like that. We're just having when fun. When it happens like that. No expectations, and it sounds... And it literally sounds like a taboo and So Down track. Yep. Literally, you hear, you hear it both, yeah. which is great. Yep. So, that's simple. Yeah. But I like your answer a lot more than mine. I like let's your get, answer. Let's get, to, <laughs> let's get to another one, Kyle. Yeah. Yo, what up, Prob Cause? What's up, Taboo? This is your boy CD calling out from the mountain state of West Virginia. I started this one. Um, yeah. I got a question. Uh, okay. So, for Prob Cause, CD. over the past, oh, well, over like... the past decade, really, of 20. Hey, let's try this. Morning, Prob, and hey, Taboo. My name is Kylie. I'm giving you guys a call from Tampa. I am so excited for each of you guys. I feel like you're both at such turning points in your career. So I'm super excited to see what's in store for you. I am just kind of curious how you guys navigate making professional connections while making your brand and artwork particularly unserious, specifically for you, Taboo, but more just kind of silly for props. And what recommendations would you have for people that are beginning to make connections in the music industry? Mm. But love you guys both. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I am looking forward to the episode. That's a good question. Yeah, it is. And it changes over time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's always like a person first. Like if I connect with you on a human level, it's probably going to be pretty easy to make music together. Mm -hmm. And I don't think about it too far outside of that. Um there's definitely like artists who I see who I'm like, Oh, I really want to work with that person. (laughs) Um, but again, if like the connection isn't there, it's going to be hard to be in the studio, hard to connect on a concept. So that's like my number one. And then from there, it's just like, if we vibe together, a good song will probably come out of it. Yeah. Eventually. That's that's exactly how I feel. Like in the beginning, I felt like it was kind of like, Oh, I really like their music. I want to like be around them X, Y, and Z. Like now in my career, I'm like, I don't even care as much about the music when it comes to that i'm yep. like are you a cool person to hang out with yep. and be around yep. and then whenever it's like that i'm like now i want to fuck with you and your music because i fuck with you as a person and, yep. and i like you're like a person is the type of people i want around me right yep. so it's just like yeah i care more about the people now yeah 
Yeah, I agree. That's, I mean, I could say more about it, but that's really like the number one thing for me mm-hmm. is like use my judgment of character to be the measurement of whether we're going to work together or not. Yeah, do you work. vibe? Do you all have fun? Can yep. you all talk about things that aren't even music? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, could you just sit there and hang out and hold the conversation? Like that type of shit yep. is like if whenever I'm with like an artist and we, we're just bullshitting. Yep. Like that's the best. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And the music will come. Yes. And usually the best like ideas for songs come out of conversations that have nothing to do with the music where you're like, oh, wait, that's cool. Like, Doodle dick. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> prime example. Yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Good question. Let's get to the next one. Yep. What up, Taboo and Mr. Prob Cause? I thought I'd call, you, call in and see if you could clear up some of my brain fog. See, I'm a young producer and a rapper with some graphite to spare, and I'm just wondering how to find the right audience to hear. All the thoughts and takes I got hot right off the grill. How do I know if I'm going to get lost in the sauce or if my songs are actually ill? I've got to drive. I mean, hell, I'm in school for building tunes, and I'm writing this to you looking for AIDS because, shit, what do I got to lose? So anyways, to cap it off, I guess I'll just tell you they call me Levitate. And all in all, I just love you both. Always bump your music and hope your day goes great. What? Damn. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Damn. I don't even know if that was a question, but we love it. That was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. That's cool. what I, whenever I heard it, like was go through the questions, I was like, I don't even know what she asked, but I fucking love this. Keep doing that. Yeah, keep doing that. And you're gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh you l- let me just play it again just to get to the there was a question in there at the early part. Okay. And then uh, I'll I'll cut it off after that. Okay. What up, Taboo and Mr. Prob Cause? I thought I'd call, you, call in and see if you could clear up some of my brain fog. See, I'm a young producer and a rapper with some graphite to spare, and I'm just wondering how to find the right audience to hear. Find the right audience to hear. How do you find hear? the right audience? Just put yourself out there. Yeah. And like like you said earlier, like, ev- like you know, everything was like an extension of Grant. You yep. know, everybody had that vibe. It's like whatever you put out there, that's like what people are going to gravitate towards. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's it. I feel like... Be yourself. Amen. And that's all you, all you need to do. It's really easy to not be yourself today with social media. It's really easy to, like, imitate certain things. Um, but for me, and I think for you, I mean, you're, I think you're actually a really good example of that, of being, like, your truest, most authentic self from where you're from and bringing that to the scene. And people connect with that shit. They have fun, you know? they have fun with it, man. And, yeah, yeah I mean, that. I've talked about this on the podcast. Things weren't working for me until I started being myself. Right. And putting my who I am and like how I feel and what I find is cool. Yep. Out there. Yep. And then people connected with it. Absolutely. Like the rather than you finding the audience, I think the audience will find you if yep. you're like uniquely yourself. You Damn, know? that's a good point. Yeah. Don't don't look for an audience. Let yeah. them find you. Totally. Put yourself out there to where they can find you. And when you do find people who start to resonate, this is something I take a lot of pride in is I like, I connect with my fans. Like I try to respond to a lot of all of my DMS if I can, not all of them, but as many as I can, like I'm so appreciative of each individual fan. So like once you start building fans and as you build more and more fans still continue to take time to like connect with as many of them as you possibly can, because those motherfuckers ride for you mm-hmm. and like they, they make your dream real. So the least you can do is like reciprocate that shit back to them. You know? Yeah, and I'll test to that, dude. You do check your DMs. I check my DMs. Dude, shout out to That's the, how this happened. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to the fan that fucking made this also happen. That, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forget his name. Is it Nick? I'm not sure. We should shout him out. Yeah, we should shout him out, dude, because he literally posted on my group page. He was like, yo. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
someone, and maybe it's the same person, maybe it's not, but somebody, uh, I think multiple people in the comments of a post in my fan page were like, do the taboo shit, do the, you know, go, like, we want you on the podcast. And so I was like, fucking, I don't know him, <laughs> but if y'all do, let him know. I'm down. I'm yeah. down. Jamie, Mo- I think Mosier or Mosier. Shout out go Jamie, on. man. Yeah. He, made, yeah. he made this happen. Top yeah. contributor. But yeah. like prime example of how like the fans are the catalyst for a lot of the shit that we do. Yeah, Same they're with like collaborations. Yeah, they're like, hey, you would probably get along with this guy. Yep. Y'all yep. should hang out. Yeah. And that's how it happened, dude. So shout out Jamie, man. Yeah. That means a lot. Hell yeah. This has been awesome. It's been dope, man. I think we got one more, right? Yeah, we got one more. Hey Mitch, what's going on? This is AJ from Illinois. I was just wondering if you ended up having a uh, time already set for when you're going to do Wheeler Walking Jr. You've uh, been in contact and know when that opening is going to be. And also for Prov Cause, I know you got got uh, some projects you're working on, but I'd like to hear, you know, what your uh, plans for the future are. Well, Thanks, guys. Keep it real. This yeah. was a great question when I listened to it, but we have definitely. We've probably gone through <laughs> yeah, those. We've definitely gone through that yeah. shit. Yep. So it was a great question, buddy, but. Yeah, I kind of got there before you did. I feel like beginning of the podcast we was, talked about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, my dude. You got your answer though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Hell yeah. But fuck yeah, dude. Dude, it's been awesome. So fun. Mine's empty. Ah, uh, you need another one. Out right, there, I'm out. Yeah. Oh well, shit. Sorry, I drank your last. <laughs> sorry, I came here empty-handed and drank dude, your last two hey, beers. Dude, hey. I can make a beer run. <laughs> yeah. Nah, dude, we're chilling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we good. <laughs> but nah, man, this has been fucking awesome. It's been great knowing you. My face really does hurt. Yo, me too. From, from laughing. laughing. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Like these type of podcasts where you don't know somebody that well and you just sit down and fucking get to know them and have fun. Yeah. This is the best, man. This Big is time. this is like literally the reason I love doing this show. So thank you so much for Keep being here. Keep doing it because it's awesome, dude. Yeah. It's nice to have someone like interviewing the artists in our world and your world and like it's nice to have someone like you in this scene, dude. Thanks, it's really, man. really great. I think it's nice to have someone like you in this scene too. Appreciate think you, that I think shit. you make the scene a better place. Hey, I I feel the same way about you. And I can't wait to work work on music. I'm excited. I got yeah. some things to show you right after this. Hell yeah. Is there anything you want the people to know before you get out of here? Just fucking thank y'all. <laughs> For real. Like giving me purpose in a lot of different ways. Um, making connections between people who I want to be connected to in this world. And thank y'all for letting me do this music shit, do the art shit. Um, I can't imagine a life without doing it. So thanks for making it a reality for me. Kind of goes into that thing, true love. True. Can't, ima- can't imagine a day without that thing. Yeah, for real. Damn. Feel that way about music and art. Yeah. Damn, that just got even deeper. Yep. But great, man. Thank you again. Thank you. And I appreciate you. Yep. Kyle, appreciate I appreciate you, you buddy. Yeah, you too, buddy. And I appreciate everybody listening to this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. I will see y'all next week. Peace. Yep.